Welcome to episode 54 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, buddy? I caught your cold through a microphone, so I don't know, man. Man, I'm good. <laughs> no, I feel good. Uh, my shoulder hurts because Ridge and I just spent another day on the range with the IWI TS-12 shotguns. And yesterday was a ton of buckshot, and it was pretty much all three-inch magnum loads. So I feel it. I feel a lot of pain. But it was fun. We got a lot nice. of different content, um, shooting targets and stuff with, with buckshot and slugs and, and all that. So it was definitely a good time, but it was a long-range day. It was beautiful out yesterday, though. Yeah. Because we originally were going to go to the range today, but it is rainy and gross. So well, we, we switched it to yesterday. It is a winter wonderland here today. I woke up to it's probably a good three, four inches of snow out there. And it, last I looked, it was still coming down pretty good. We were supposed to get some. At least that was what the weather said. But it was like 50 degrees last night. So you're not going to get snow then. Yeah. But you can keep your snow for a little bit. I'm I like, not I'm excited. quite ready for it. I don't think anything's like it's sticking to the grass, but nothing's sticking to the road. I'm I'm looking forward to some some uh nasty roads to go take my my new jeep with lockers and all that stuff out on and go go romp around so i'm excited yeah that'll be fun that's the right thing for it man yeah so what's going on in your world oh yeah uh there was one thing i want to get out of the way uh first off so for some reason our podcast hosting site has been been kind of struggling lately there's been a few times that i've i've had the episode ready to post on a tuesday and it's taken me all week to get the episode to to get loaded up and they've been kind of getting loaded up on Fridays. I've had a few people reach out to me like, Hey, I know where's a podcast or, um, you guys must just be busy. You're not getting them out on time. That's, that's not the, that's not the case where we are weekly getting things done on time and edited and ready. It's the, uh, it's a hosting site that's having issues. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to plan on, getting episodes up by Friday morning now. Uh, so we'll still do our thing on on Tuesdays, and I'll still plan on getting the episode uh, loaded by Tuesday, but uh, they probably won't hit uh, iTunes or whatever until Fridays. Just That way we're not looking like we're two or three days late all the time. Yeah, that stinks. It'll, it'll give me two or three days to get the episode up, so... I mean, we haven't really had any problems over the last year. It's just suddenly, the the last few weeks, I've had some had some issues getting the getting the, the episode up. So they must be get, must be anti gun. They're anti gun. <clears throat> there was a, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's funny. There was a there was a split second I thought about that. I'm like, man, I wonder if they found out what our podcast is about. Yeah, but most of it, I, yeah, we're in the firearms industry. They could figure that out pretty quickly. But this whole podcast isn't based on. Right. firearms this is about business so even if you're not in the firearms industry there's definitely i'm sure something you can take away from our experiences well, even if you don't like what we do we know that but uh i don't think a lot of the people on the other side really care this is true also as long as but i i don't think that's actually what's no going on. I, I don't think it's because i i sent an email to him uh the last time this happened like hey i've been I'm trying to get this to load for the last two days and they and they replied and apologized and they said that 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 uh that they were having some issues with 
with some select people having some problems getting things to load and to try it again. And so anyway, I just want to get that out of the way. Just let people know uh, when to expect the, the podcasts. Now I'll, I'm going to try to get those up on, on Fridays. And that's like the perfect time for when people are knocking off at work and getting kind of bored toward the end of the day, you know, pop in a podcast and yeah, listen I away. I think, I, I think a lot of people listen to us on the way to work or on the way home from work and stuff. So, uh, which I can still do that on Fridays, but yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a big deal. And if, and if it looks, you know, if, if things start going fine again and on Tuesdays when, when I load them up, it everything loads fine, then then maybe we can start going back to, to getting them loaded on Tuesdays. So, yeah. As usual. But I just want to let people know what uh, kind of what was going on. And yeah, I'm actually impressed that we went a year without missing any. That's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> well, technically, Jared, we missed – I think we missed like two weeks. But but we, we had a backup. Yeah, it, yeah, we had a backup. Now, right now, we don't. We are – week to week right now until we uh i've got some exciting interviews coming up i'm not going to say who yet but i've got some really cool guests coming on uh so the next time we have a guest which i think is in a week or two uh we'll we'll try to double up that we can get get back on to to having some wiggle room nice yeah that's that's so much nicer having a little bit a little bit of a buffer um to work with that i definitely don't like the weeks that we're going back to back yeah. um, just because if something were, were to happen, you know, that does kind of put a, put a damper on things, but what yeah. else you got going on in your world? Well, I mentioned last time about the new shop space and I've got an update <clears throat> on that. Um, we are going to do it. I'm going nice. over, I'm, I'm going over today to, uh, to meet with them to sign uh go over the, the the final lease agreement and drop a check off so i was originally thinking man i'm i'm not going to have any time to 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 even think about this until january <clears throat> but then i got to thinking i'm like you know i should try to get as much stuff purchased before the end of the year and you know it, instead of spending a bunch of money in in january when the irs is is uh bent me over so i'm gonna try to get as much stuff ordered and, and and delivered over there in december as possible we probably won't be functional in the space until uh until january but i'm excited man I, it, it's uh i've been i've been more apprehensive about this than what i thought i would be but i think i'm just being i'm trying to be really cautious and smart about it like you know I, I think I said this last week. I don't want to do this purely because of excitement. I, w- I want it to be a smart decision. I just try to be really smart about about any money that I'm, you know, that I'm spending because there's always options on, on where to spend that money. Uh, oh, it's easy to spend. Oh, well, yes and no. I mean, you know, you know when I think about what a year lease costs i'm like okay what else could i put that that money towards is are, are those things a, a better choice more needed than what 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 this is and stuff so the, the, those are those are some of the the, the uh, discussions that i've been having over the last week and um 
I think uh, in the end, I, I think I'm going to be really glad that we did it. And, and uh, like I said, we can afford it. So I'm not worried about, about that really. Uh, there's a few things I'm bummed about though, because I really like working out of the, you know, my backyard basically. And I've never, I've not, I've not had a commute in almost five years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have a commute again. That's all, it's only like four miles from my house. So <clears throat> it's not a long commute, but, uh, going to say that's nothing, man. <laughs> no, it's nothing. And, uh, just with my dog, like my dog being with me, uh, kind of sadly, maybe is a non-negotiable. <clears throat> and he said, it's not, it's not a big deal to have my dog there, but the, like the, you know, here we've got, I've got a big backyard that's fenced in with, with my shop in it. So I can just leave my shop door open and he can come and go and, uh, as he wants. And that's not exactly a situation here. So, uh, there's going to be a little bit of adjustment there on Rigby's part. So hopefully he adjusts, <laughs> but uh, he'll be fine. No, yeah. But that's exciting. What do you think the, the, the biggest, <clears throat> What do you think the biggest hurdle is going to be with moving from the current shop? Um, like in the actual move? I don't know. Just the whole process. So you're, you're here right now. You're in your shop. You're functional. Fast forward to the point where you're now functional in the new space. What do you think the biggest, um, the biggest hurdle or struggle you're going to experience during that move? Um, I mean, during the move, I think it's going to be – just, I think getting the CNC moved is is one of the biggest pains. Uh, there's sadly there's a lot there's there's some uh, there's some red tape that that's got to be dealt with with the city and stuff to just because it weighs so much and the truck that that comes on a residential street weighs so much. There's some there's some red tape there that I got to deal with and um, getting that moved. And once it's over there. You know, it's a matter of just getting it hooked back up and making sure it's level and and all that. But um, I don't know. I I think just the process of moving is always a pain. Uh, I think well, probably one of the biggest struggles is going to be my impatience. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to be just I'm gonna be I'm gonna dive into this head first, and I'm not gonna want to come up for air until everything's done and moving and running yeah. i'm not going to want to miss a I'm not going to want to miss a beat but <clears throat> i'm also kind of I, I, i'm also wanting to get wanting to start move stuff in in december just because um just kind of to uh, uh to kind of try to alleviate some of that stress you know i, I i've got what's essentially three weeks out of December that I'll be here that, that that we can be moving stuff over building workbenches and painting and you know trying to kind of get the space ready throughout December so that way January I can really I can really start strapping down and trying to get things done and moving you guys gonna have any kind of a showroom or public space for people to come in like conference room, anything like that? Um, 
I'm not really going to have a conference room. The, 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 the first, the first room that you walk into, I've got plans in the, in like in the front of that room to maybe have kind of like a, a showcase wall. Um, and like a little lounge. I like to have a couch or two there. Uh, yeah, yeah, just an area where, on the rare occasion we have guests, or, 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 or my kids have to come and to work with me because they're sick or something like that. They'll have some place to, to, to crash. That. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't really see much need in, in, in you know, having a conference room or anything at this point. Maybe down the road that could be something that 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 will draw us to have to move from this space is when we start needing other spaces like conference rooms and and, uh, and more offices and stuff like that that's so depressing to think about sometimes thinking of i'm just even thinking in personal life i just knowing what it takes to move even from one house to another yeah my wife and i were talking about that and she's like well when when do you think we'll move out of this house? Do you think we'll ever move? I'm like, man, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Packing stuff up and moving it, you know, at any distance at all, just is, is, it's a lot of work. And then with a the business on top of that, you're going to be balancing, you know, keeping things flowing. And even if you plan it perfectly, there's going to be a period of time where you're kind of flipping off the switch of the old shop and flipping on the switch of the new shop, um, where I'm sure you'll, you'll run into some sort of, inefficiencies at least but that's really neat that's really neat to hear I, I think about into the future when i'm dreaming of where is ta gonna go things like having a showroom having a photo studio where, where it's always set up with lighting so we always have the perfect setup to get the photos that we want uh, where we have honestly an indoor range and, and it's things like that that are, are fun to dream about and fun to think of um, but I was telling you, uh, telling you before we got on the podcast, you know, seeing you get that, that Jeep through the company and, and stuff like that. I feel like that's my first, one of my first bigger goals is, okay, we need to get some kind of a reliable vehicle that Ridge and I can use to go across country and pull a trailer full of steel um, without, without it trying to kill me or cost me a lot of money in the process. Um, so that's, so my goals right now are there. I have big goals, but then I have something that it feels kind of materialistic, but at the same time, I just, it, it's a weird thing. Like seeing you get that Jeep and seeing you move to these office spaces is a huge, huge motivator. And as weird as it seems, just thinking of getting something like a vehicle through a company after all that hard work and all those years would be an incredible, incredible experience. Yeah. Um, it's just, sure. just those moments where you feel like, you know, like it's one thing to to make something from your company and, and help support, you know, you want to help support the team and all that stuff. And it's just something else though, when you can do something big and be like looking back and saying, okay, those five years that we worked really hard, um, you know, it, this is a fun, cool thing to, to have um, out of that, that whole period of struggle and, and times where you lost and times where you failed, but then times where you won and succeeded and did things well. It's, it's cool to think of that. So well, I, I think it's, it's, it's exciting to, to hit milestones. I, I think we each have 
have certain milestones that that we see other companies you know we see other companies that we look up to or whatever that that have certain things whether it's a a building or or a vehicle or they're able to do certain things for their customers or not, well, their customers or their employees. We see these things that these other companies are able to do. And those are milestones for us. You know, it, you know the day when I'm not, you know, when I'm unlocking and walking into a whole nother building separate from my house is going to be a big milestone. It was a big milestone when I, it, when I was able to get the Jeep and I mean, it was, it was a big milestone when we, when I was able to to move into this shop, when I was able to hire my first employee, I mean, just there's you know there's all these milestones along the ways that that are kind of proof, are kind of proof of growth, and uh, and as long as you're doing it, as long as you are hitting those milestones uh, responsibly, and you're not you know being reckless with those things because obviously you could you could be making bad decisions with your money and and, and hitting those those milestones uh ill-timed you know that's not good obviously but no i, I don't think there's anything wrong with <clears throat> it, it, it 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 would seem materialistic to a lot of people but all those things are needed steps in a growing company and Especially, you know, I look at it like this. We are seen as a much more legit brand now. I mean, we're seen as a prestigious steel target manufacturer. So if I get the opportunity to go to some range, which we, we do have the opportunity upcoming, actually Ethan will be headed to Ohio, I think, next week. Um, it, to have vehicles that are actually nice, it does matter. It matters more than you would expect um, if you're outside of this this realm. But if you think about the first impressions, say you pull up to a a range that's a prestigious range in the industry, and the first thing you do is pull in with some rattly vehicle. It just it doesn't it doesn't look as professional as it could. But then on top of that, you know, I'm looking at like reliability and making sure I don't have downtime when I'm traveling and things like that. So there's there's definitely realistic benefits to having something like that. But that first impression is so big. And I don't think my Jeep gives off a bad first impression necessarily. It kind of fits in with the industry that we're in, but I'd also like to have something that isn't 20 years old at some point. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, the Jeep is the first new, new, new vehicle I've ever had. And I honestly never thought that I would ever have a new vehicle because I've always liked, uh, I, you know, I've always tried to find a good vehicle. That's maybe two, three, four years old. You know, it's got fairly low mileage on it and, and there's a good reason to do that too. Um, but man, it's, it, it sure is nice having a vehicle that I don't have to wonder if it's going to start in the morning and when it when it doesn't start i don't have to scramble and try to find someone else i you know, i was in a situation where i was having to wait till dusty got here in order to take my kids to school because i had to borrow his car <laughs> and that just <laughs> i mean it, it was it's not uh, good no it's not good so 
No, there's. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's materialistic to want uh, things because it's going to help you be reliable, and it's a tool. I mean, you know, you know Jeep's a tool for the business, and and it gets used that way. I got to load my first pallet of material into the back of it the other day when I picked up some Neomag stuff. That was pretty sweet just to have a skid drop a pal in the back of the Jeep. Yeah. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah. 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 That was, that was a pretty cool feeling. Uh, yeah. That's, that's one of my goals as we go through 2020 and we'll discuss as a team and, and figure out if that's even a reality. It's obviously not a top priority. My first priority is I want to make sure, um, you know, we're taking care of everybody and the business is going in the right direction because obviously over the last five years, we haven't done something like that for that reason, just to make, you know, we've been reinvesting everything that we have back into, into growing the business. And that can get depressing over time too. You know, as you, as you see your company growing and you're just reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting, but at the end of the day, that's, that's what happens. I mean, that's what these years look like. Yep. So, uh, I've kind of caught a little bit of the bug from you a little bit. I mean, it's also just something that's within me a little bit, but, um, I've got a new, a new goal. Um, and it's taken me a while to get to the point where I had enough confidence to make this goal and where I think it's, I, I, I think it's possible. And some people would say that maybe I've, I've already kind of reached this goal with the Neomag a little bit. Um, but I really want to, it's not to the scale that I want with the Neomag. So my goal is I want to create something in the industry that becomes the new standard in whatever it is. And as I said, I think I've probably kind of done that with the Neomag. Um, and now with the century strap a little bit, but I'm thinking to the scale of like Magpul with M-Lock, you know, that scale of thing where the rest of the industry is shifting to, to align with this new standard. Right. Um, and I've got an idea now that I've been working on and I got it 3d printed uh, that I think could potentially be that. And I'm super excited about it. I'm also you know, a little nervous about it and stuff too. I just, I, I really want to take my time with it and make sure that it's, uh, you, you know, that's going to be that, but that's my goal. Like it's, it's at some point in my career in this industry, I want to make something that, that just, turns everything upside down is like, Oh, this is how everything needs to be done now. It's a big goal. That's cool. That's, that's neat. You know what I like, what I really like about what you're doing is you're always thinking of uh, like, you're accepting the reality that if you don't grow and innovate and create a new, at some point, create new products, that you'll be limited in some capacity. Like, I mean, the potential of Neomag, I think is still huge and I don't think you've tapped into it to its extent, even close, but 
because you've realized, you know, that that's, that's only one Avenue and you want to diversify, you pursue other stuff, which is really cool. Cause I mean, you and I have had conversations with people sometimes at the same time. And then sometimes separately, I've talked to people that didn't do that at the beginning. Yeah. Their core product did great, but then they didn't branch out in any way, shape or form. And that at some point kind of kicked them in the butt a little bit. Um, it's just cool. Cause I think that that offers you, I don't think there's any such thing as security necessarily. Like there's, right. there's still risk to business, but it gives you a better chance of security. Well, and I think, um, I think the reason I, you know, I, I said that it's taken me a while to have the confidence to, to, to set that goal. I mean, I think back to when I first came up with a Neomag, I had people asking me what products next, next. And I, I looked at them like next product. What are you talking about? Like I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And, and, uh, and if this idea is as good as what everybody seems to think it is, how am I going to come up with anything else that could be as good? And, um, I think now that I'm, now that I've come out with a few more products that, that, that people seem to have the you know, kind of same reaction to. Um, it's given me a boost of confidence, I think. Like, oh, I can, I can't come up with other ideas. I'm not just a one-hit wonder. And, uh, and so now my new goal is not just to come up with some, you know, more products that are cool and innovative, but I want to come up with something that's, that could become like, the, you know, the new standard uh, in, in the industry. So that's cool. So when you're looking yeah. at that, I mean, this is something you and I have navigated because everything has a risk, everything has a reward or potential, I should say for both of those. What do you think the biggest risk is right now where you're sitting? So you're, you're considering this product. You've done some prototyping, obviously what's the risk. Um, well, I think with how I want to roll out, this next product, I want to roll it out so that it instantly is the new standard. Like I want to roll this out. So, you know, so I'll be, I want to try to partner up with other businesses in the industry and, and, and get them on board with it. So that way when, when it's time to roll it out, it's not just Neomag. Hey, here's a new product. It's like half the industry that day is like, here's a new standard. Um, that's like, that's a scale of things that I want to do this on. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's huge, you know, that there, and there's risk to that with, with things getting copied or, um, or not scaling it correctly. I mean, I'm finally, I'm finally starting to get my head out of the water with the sentry strap. I'm finally starting to keep, keep some in stock. Um, after months of selling out, super quick and having angry customers and stuff. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to do that again. I want to, you know, you know, so there's gonna be financial risk of, of ramping up to, uh, uh, to a quantity out there that, that probably seems ambitious. Uh, and it's going to cost me money to ramp up to that point. So there's financial risk to it. And, and ultimately there's risk of, 
maybe this idea isn't as good as what I hope it is. So now I've got this new product that I ramped up and I've got all these other <clears throat> companies in on and, and then it comes out and it falls flat. So there's those, yeah. you, know, you know, there's those risks and what ifs. Yeah. I don't think you ever fully eliminate that, but that's neat. I mean, I, <laughs> that's a cool prospect to think of just because of the amount of, I guess the market that you would have just thinking of that. I mean, that's, that's one of our aspirations. You know, I, I want with TA targets for people to think of nobody else to right. say, that's the brand standard. If you go with anybody else, you are not getting a real steel target. And that's the, that's the message and the, not even message because I don't even, I don't want to be the one that has to speak that. And I think we've done a pretty good job of having other people speak that for us and having customers speak that story for us. But that's a huge ambition to have that. And it, I was going to say, looking at it from the outside, not even knowing what you're talking about, um, scaling up like that with something, the, uh, the biggest risk in my mind would be that financial risk. But at this point, are you fairly confident saying, and I am, knowing that you can't eliminate all risk, but you're probably pretty confident knowing your capabilities and what the industry can support. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I, I feel like, it, you know, especially after a century strap um, and the risk, I mean, the same thing happened with the risk too. It, I'm pretty comfortable now that, um, I've got a pretty good idea of the quantity of product that I can move at launch. Um, you know, I, I, I think I definitely underestimated it for the rask for sure. And the sentry strap, I just don't think I really thought, <laughs> I don't think I considered that enough. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like, us, sounds like us with the hostage assembly. When we did that, I was like, oh, this is cool. This will be one of those things that somebody just, you know, a couple of people will buy. And then we've got like thousands of target systems out there. And, yeah. you know, a large percentage of them buy the hostage. And I don't know. That was an overlook on our part. And if I would have thought of that, I would have rolled it out different. You know, I'd, I would have handled it totally different at the beginning. But, you know, you live and learn a little bit here. And I'd love to talk to we've got a guest on in January that I should be writing these questions down. Cause I'd like to, um, I'd like to ask him, uh, you know, how they go about, uh, coming up with quantities and stuff when they drop new products and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I, I also think they have, they're able to afford, to put more money into building up stock and stuff than what we do probably. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of had that. I kind of had that pop into my head this week. Like I need to be setting goals for myself for new products bigger than what I have been. I, I think I've 
I, I think I second guess myself and I underate, underestimate myself. Uh, so I, I think it's time to start, you know, start setting that bar higher for myself and, you know, have more confidence. And it, it, like I said, I, I think I've got some of that off you just, uh, you know, I love your, your, uh, you know, you know, your goal and kind of your motto is I want to, you know, you want TA to be the premier name that people think about, like that, that, that household name, uh, you know, when it comes to seal targets and stuff and, and I, I guess I, I kind of want to take it one step further and like, I want to be that name that, that's, uh, you know, synonymous with something that, that changes the industry and, you know, or, or a certain aspect of the industry. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I think that'd be cool. That'd be so neat to actually achieve that. And it's why right now, a lot of our conversations that we've been having are not around, okay, how many steel targets can we sell? It, they are completely surrounding the concept of we need to create a lifestyle around what TA targets is and what we represent. And you're going to see a big push towards that. So it's not just, Hey, we've got these cool steel target systems and yeah, they they're fun to shoot and they ring loud. So go buy them. This is a totally different approach to, to our company that we are uh, navigating through. And, you know, Ridge and I have had a ton of conversations about it. Ethan and I have had tons of conversations about this. And it just goes back to this conversation I was having with a friend in Tennessee. And I, I was talking to Lucas over at T-Rex Arms. And I, I might have said this on the podcast before, but he just looked at me and he was like, steel targets aren't sexy. And that's one of the biggest problems. And I just remember in my head, and I said this to him, I don't think that it's not that they're not sexy. I think nobody marketed steel targets properly ever from the beginning. And so our running inside kind of slogan here is, you know, we're making steel targets sexy and <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke, but it's not. Yeah. And it's true. Like look at our feed and look at what we're trying to do. Every single photo, every graphic over the last four years, like, yeah, my stuff sucked at the beginning. Um, and you know, I went through that phase of, you know, amateur photography and everybody's going to, and it's okay to go through that phase and it's okay if you're in that phase. But we have really tried to make sure that the stuff that we put out is creating a different image around steel targets, something that makes you stop and say, Whoa, look at that thing. And the way that I can tell you that I know that this is working is our customers are emulating our style of photography. Right. And that is insane to me. We just had today, I saw notifications on the TA page with a couple people at a barn with their targets, fresh, completely clean, brand new targets with a carbine leaning up against it. And they look like our photography. And that is just so cool to me that people are saying, wow, that, that really speaks to me. I want to emulate that. And then as we're reposting, you know, we're, we're continuing that style through that photography. But that's, there's a lot that's involved in that and I don't have time to go into all of the details right this second, but it's something that people are going to see this 
unveiling over the next two years um, through this podcast. You'll be able to pick up information on that and see a firsthand look over you know what we're thinking, what we're doing. But that's just it. You know, it, we're transitioning our mindset from okay, we're a steel target company to we are going to change this industry and it's going to create a lifestyle through this company. And part of that is that, I mean, I don't know that that lifestyle exists. It's the lifestyle, the protector, the defender, the person who wants to be better prepared, better trained, but it's, it's more than that. And I'm excited to continue down that journey of trying to do this because that's, that's my audacious goal is, you know, within the next hag right within the next two to three years to just when somebody posts something up that says, Hey, what steel target should I buy? A hundred people comment and say, TA, that is the only company that you should even consider. And I just, I want to be that. And I really believe that that's within the realm of possibility. I really believe that in my specific industry, the companies that create steel targets have dropped the ball and have left a void that now we're five years ahead of anybody else. Um, not saying, and again, I don't, I don't want this to sound like we're invincible because I also am a realist. I recognize <clears throat> that there's risks with every single action we take, right. but the last four going on five years have created a, essentially a database of proof of concept of what I'm talking about. And now when you apply more, uh, more energy into this, the results have been bigger. Every time we've applied more energy into a product release, the result was bigger, a new product design, the result has been better. So it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting reality that we're, we're facing. And there's times that I'm terrified at the same time I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, <laughs> I can't imagine doing this for like 15 more years and trying to maintain this level of energy. But that's why, you know, we've, we've brought on new team members. We've got people in key places so that we're all sharing this load and pointing in the same direction and making steel targets sexy. As long as I got you and that beard next to the steel, you're good to go, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking about really growing it out and you're trimming it up like Talon. I'm just always so jealous of his beard. Like (laughs) I know I have the capability. I just, I'm jealous of anybody with a beard. (laughs) That don't be. See, my beard comes from uh, pretty much laziness. You know, I don't feel like shaving all the time. So yeah, yeah, it just, it grows out and then I knock it down and then it grows back and I knock it down. That's pretty much what I do, but with, uh, it just never really gets much longer than, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the realm that we're in. It's an exciting time. Um, it, it's, there's there's more there's some areas that have more pressure where I feel like and I have some fear and some I'm just anxious of things and then there's other areas that I'm like okay this is cool you know we like it's cool I mean Ridge is sitting right across from me so he can probably hear everything I'm saying but it's cool having him on board and being able to split the load you're just saying that because he's next to you no I'm not I'm, I mean that wholeheartedly whereas my my approach to media creation was essentially a shotgun approach. And what I mean by that was, okay, I'd go out and take all of these photos when I get the opportunity. I never really planned it. I just was like, okay, it's a nice day out. I want to get some product photos. I want to get some gun photos, some shooting, whatever. It was pretty much just a shotgun approach. 
And because of that, I lacked in consistency. And now there's the opportunity that I can still focus on some of these important tasks that are not media creation, but they're marketing related and bring him into that circle of executing that content that has set us apart from everybody else. And that's, that's a cool experience and I'm excited to grow more in that. So what do, uh, you read anything right now? Any, any good businessy stuff or have you read anything recently? The, the book that I just wrapped up was called capital gains and it was, I think the guy's name was chip. I don't honestly, I don't even know. They, they had the, uh, they had some shop out in Waco, Texas and people listening to this probably their wives know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, it was an all right book. I'm not going to say it was my, my favorite. It was more or less just a story of him and, and business and, I don't know. It didn't really stand out to me as super impactful, but I, I, I got through it pretty quickly. Um, trying to think I did actually for my birthday, get three or four new books, but, uh, I did not start any of those yet. So I just, it was just the other day that I wrapped up this other book. So now I got to get into something else, but I can, I can get back to you with those titles and that'll hold me accountable to read some more. What about you? Uh, I'm going to start Dichotomy of Leadership. I think I'm going to start nice. that today. I've had it in my Audible account for a while now. Uh, so I think that's going to be next. That's um, one I haven't read. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It's only, it's only a 10-hour listen, so that should only take me a month to get through. <laughs> <laughs> With your ultra-long walk to your shop? <laughs> well, I've got... I've got some. Uh, actually, I've got I've got some time to, uh, to to get to listen through that now. But uh, yeah, it, it, I feel like I, I've been on a lull, a little bit of a lull from uh, from listening to book, you know, like business books for a little while now. I've been I've been listening to more podcasts lately, which I do really enjoy because I don't, you know, you're looking at a ten twenty hour listen through a book I, I get a little overwhelmed by but you know a, a podcast i can absorb in smaller chunks not that there aren't chapters to books but you know what i'm saying yeah it's kind of a weird it's weird to me i i like to read and i hate to read and what i found though is the nights so here's the reality i think a lot of people do this we go to bed we lay down pull out our phone we're kind of scrolling instagram and stuff and I've just found that if instead of doing that at night, I read, I sleep way better. And I think it's just a different stimulus going into your brain. I read some article on that about how that affects you. I don't remember what they said, but I know it supposedly isn't very good for you to be laying down before bed and, and absorbing content and other stuff on your phone. But that's what, that's when I've tried to read the most is right before bed. The problem is, I only ever get about 15, 20 minutes before I fall asleep. Yeah. And then I usually forget to fold the page and you know where I'm going with that. So I lose my spot. You know, I started doing, I started listening to, to podcasts or, or, or book or something. There's, there's a few podcasts that I have that I don't really care if I miss some of, you know, it's kind of just a background noise type of podcast. Um, I like I'll stick one AirPod in, in my ear and, uh, I'll fall asleep 
pretty quick to that. Usually at some point in the night I'll wake up and and uh I'll take take the airpod out and toss it on my nightstand, but it's uh I've been liking that because I do <clears throat> I I can fall asleep to to a show on like my phone or iPad pretty easy. But I do think I fall I fall asleep quicker when it's just the audio. I think part of it is my ears ring. So anything to drown out that ringing. I usually have a fan next to my bed just just for that hum. But uh So you would not you would not do well in the world's quietest room. No. In I fact like- it, there's a reason why I got up when we were in uh in Georgia and turned that fan back on. Because when you turned it off, it was deadly quiet in there and all I heard was my, <laughs> was my ears ringing I'm like nope I need that fan back on because <laughs> I woke up it's like, like I don't know I mean I woke up as soon as that that fan went off my brain's like what silence what's that and it woke me up you should try to stay in that room sometime mm-hmm. I, I think like the maximum someone's been able to be in there because it's like negative decibels was like 30 minutes mm. like the record is I, I have to look that up I think it's less than an hour because you can like it's so quiet you can hear the blood going through your veins and stuff yeah that would creep me out i'd be out of there so fast i don't like that forget that i mean i do like i I, I got three kids there's there's not a whole lot of silence in my house but i do like the silence i get every now and then in the house or in the shop when the the cnc is not running and and the guys aren't out there in the in the shop silent i like that too now you'll have that new experience of going to your new shop and unlocking the door. It'll be quiet in the morning. Yeah. You'll have to get that pot of coffee rolling for the guys. Actually, no one else drinks coffee. I'm the only one that drinks coffee. That's because they're millennials, man. <laughs> You're barely a millennial, aren't you? You're still a millennial. I think I'm technically by like a year or two. Well, yeah. it, it depends on what dates you look at. You know, some dates put um, like 1980. Oh yeah, you're definitely on. I was born in '82, but some will say like '90. It depends on which list you look at. Well, I like to consider you as a millennial. You can consider all you want, because I don't. <laughs> well, you know, accepting is the first step to realizing you have a problem. So I think you have a millennial problem. No, I don't. I don't. My only millennial <laughs> problem is that I, everybody I've hired are millennials, and everybody that I do podcasts with is a millennial. And oh, you like it? I really think there's a so there's a legitimacy to our our phrase we've been throwing around about 2015 being a big year. It's a lot of young businesses starting up, and a yeah. lot of young young people starting up businesses. Um, and, and I'm I'm excited. I feel like I've I've said this a million times, but I'm just so excited to see in 10 years. I mean, obviously some of them won't make it to that point. Um, there's no, no guarantee in, in this, but to look around at the landscape and see, you know, who made it to year 15 right. that, that started in 2015 at the same time as us in totally different parts of the country. You know, a lot of us didn't even know each other, but in fact, we didn't know each other mm-hmm. we just happened to start businesses in 2015. So that, I think that's going to be, looked at as a year of of growth in our industry yeah absolutely well i will uh i will tease our guest next week 
as, as long as this, this should happen. He just talked to him last night and he was good with it. We're going to have Dustin from Coltec uh, as, as a guest on here. We've been, we've been kind of talking with Dustin since NRA last year about having him on. So I finally just sat down last night and shot him a message on Facebook and he was like, heck yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking to Dustin. I've, I, I've heard his story, like a pretty simplified uh, version of his story of how he started his business. And it's a, uh, it's a very cool story. So I'm looking forward to having him on more people can hear his story and, and uh, maybe we can come up with some good, good uh, deep questions to ask him. That's my favorite experience is talking to people in the same shoes as what we're in and asking them questions and just hearing how they've handled things and how they've grown and approached different things. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. And you can learn so much just from talking to somebody. So I'm also extremely pumped to, to be bringing interviews back into this podcast. And I definitely think that should be a monthly thing that the listeners can look forward to. Yeah. That's definitely my goal. I've, I think we've, uh, we got some pretty big, big, uh, big names from some guys that their their companies are are absolutely killing it, and or even some companies that we've talked about on the podcast before is kind of being some of our our uh, role model businesses and stuff like that. So we uh, we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up. So with that said, should we uh, wrap this up and get back to work? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. (laughs) Same here. It's never ending. But yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to episode 54, Forging the Journey. Definitely make sure you are staying in touch with us on that Facebook group. If you have questions or even just want to point out something that stood out to you from this episode, drop us a, a little post there on the Facebook group and feel free to email us, reach out to us anytime. That is forgingthejourney at gmail.com. Awesome. Sweet. All right, right, man. Have a good week. Yep. Have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you next week. All right.